I cooked today. <gasps> what did you make? Tofu. Nice. I like put like garlic and peanut butter and soy sauce and brown sugar in a blender. And then I put it on the tofu and then I put it in the oven. Whoa. That's so many steps. This is so many steps, right? And it turned out like not bad. Like usually I do something like that and then it's disgusting. This was, this was, this was decent. This was like, oh, I could like actually even like eat this again. Yeah. I mean, you have like a solid peanut sauce going on there. I'd add, I'd add something, some spice to it, but that's just because I always add spice to everything. That's fair. I don't have any spice, but hot sauce or anything. Oh, I have a hot sauce. Would hot sauce be good in that? I feel like I have hot sauce that tastes like, it doesn't taste like something I put in there. I Mm. think it would be good. I mean, I don't know. No idea. I have no idea what it tastes like, but you know what? It can't kill you. (laughs) But at any rate, I did do that. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) And then I cooked rice and didn't spill it everywhere. You need a rice cooker. (laughs) My life changed when I got a rice cooker. That's like, again, one of those things that's like, you spend so much time making rice and like, Mm -hmm. I don't need to do this. I can press a button. Yeah. I should just get a rice cooker. That's most of like what I cook is rice. Same. Like it's just like the easiest way to make anything like, oh, look, it's a meal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, all right. So what are we? What are we doing? What are we talking about today? Or have we started the podcast? I don't know. Go ahead. Start it. Okay, whatever. We're starting the podcast. I'm Ramy. That's Robbie. This is I Would Never Know, a podcast. Okay, so today we're talking about work-life balance. Ooh. Yeah, so, I mean, first question, do you feel like you have, do you have it? Uh, Before I answer that, let me just respond to this work email that just came in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I actually think I have a pretty good work-life balance. Um, Do you? Yeah, I do. I think like I select jobs that do require a lot of work, but that's just because like I work a lot and I'm okay with that, but I also turn off. Like, I don't know. Like when I'm like, I'm done working, like I'll put my computer away and I won't, Mm. you know? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess like, but isn't a portion of your life also work? Like, if we're talking about work life, and then, like, within that life category, you also have extra work because you've got side hustles. 
Yeah, but like those side. Okay, okay, interesting, interesting. No, now you bring up a good point. I mean, okay, so. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, my balance could be better. I my my boss was laughing at me today because we had a one on one, and we log on to the Zoom call, and she's like, "Where are you?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm at Terminal N14 or Gate N14," <laughs> and she's like, "Wait, you're going? Oh, you're flying out today, right?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, why don't you just go? Why are you on this call? I'm like, there's work to be done. Let's. I mean, what am I going to do? Sit here and do crossword puzzles? Like, let's have this call. Um, are you like on? Like, are you on PTO? Are you on vacation right now? What is this? Why are you in? Why are you in Texas? <laughs> I'm going to a music festival. Oh, okay. So that is PTO. It's PTO. Um, we don't. Re- we have unlimited PTO, but it's actually unlimited. Like, there's no. I don't have to request PTO. I just tell people mm-hmm. I'm taking time mm-hmm. off. That's what I think the difference is. Like if you have unlimited PTO, but somebody makes you request time off, then it's not unlimited. I also don't understand the concept of requesting time off period. Like, Oh, I agree with that. Your you're... time off. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's your, it's your compensation, right? Yeah. It's your compensation. I mean, I learned uh, sort of the like huge company I was at that no one should be able, especially, especially if you have um, like PTO that like a certain amount of PTO, like it's not unlimited. You should be able to take it whenever they can't tell you, they can't tell you when, yeah. when you can take, you can or cannot take your PTO. I am a very big believer in that. I, I feel like if somebody told me, well, this isn't a good time for you to take PTO, I would, I would, I would put my two weeks right there. Like, well, I know I'm I'm being like ridiculous, but it it pisses me off. I'm impressed that you would give them two weeks. (laughs) This, this, this happened actually recently um, to someone in my family. Mm -hmm. He was working at, keyword here was working Mm -hmm. at a startup and she was the only person in her role doing marketing and she put in for time off well in advance for a vacation that was planned out of state with her her boy thing and um she has like a manager and her manager approved it in like the hr platform Mm -hmm. but then like a week later another manager who interestingly enough doesn't have any direct reports but is a manager and like has authority over her somehow is this a friend of the the Um, founder the founder friend i wouldn't Mm. know but like but somebody who's one of those you know hard workers um he goes after and it's like this is a bad time can you like at least work like one of those days she's like i'm not even going to be in state i've already planned this vacation like Mm -hmm. It's already been approved. Mm-hmm. And then like he goes in and unapproves it. <gasps> and like, no, it's not. <laughs> and then, this isn't even her manager. No. And then like, she's like, and then her manager comes, was, was out on vacation or yeah. out on vacation. Right. <laughs> comes back and is like, oh, well, I guess, yeah, you're like, can we not do this or whatever? Like doesn't approve it again. And then, She's like, this is where she went above and beyond. She even was like, what if I worked like an hour or two each day? And they were like, why would you even suggest that? Like, we need you on full time. 
And she's like, so she's in marketing. So she's like, well, I pre-scheduled the campaigns mm-hmm. that need to run those days. And then they like got mad at her for doing that. This is exhausting. This is exhausting. Exactly. I would have put so in my, said, yeah. fuck it. I quit. I'm done. Okay. There's a few things in that story. There's a few things, but the main thing being, um, this man is supposedly a hard worker. How is, what is he doing as a manager that's such hard work if he doesn't have any reports? That's That's my question. question. Clearly spending a ton of time going around and making sure that people are working. Mm. Oh my God, this is exhausting. I'm exhausted. I I like want to flip a table already. I'm like, this is getting me angry. Um, Wait, can I also say that I saw a social media post i don't know tiktok instagram whatever you know i don't do don't do social media <laughs> your kids these days tickety talks and the face I books. Saw, yeah i saw this social media post <laughs> um and it was just like a video of like a the way that gen z um gives their two weeks which is to give two minutes wait what <laughs> It, they were, it was basically like, um, yeah, I'm, you know, putting in my two minutes <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like, you know, the back, the boss was like, well, you need two weeks. And the Gen Z person was, well, how long do you give us when you let us go? It's like, it's immediate. And he was like, well, you should be happy that I'm giving you these two minutes then. <laughs> Which is now <laughs> a minute 30. <laughs> Yeah. Goodbye. Exactly. Um, it's, you know, two minutes or two minutes. Wow. Uh, two minutes is a courtesy. Uh, <laughs> two weeks is a courtesy. Um, yeah. And uh, I had somebody not too long ago tell me that they were leaving. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And he's like, well, one of my hustles is taking off. And I'm like, congrats. That's amazing and we talked about his hustle um and i said well what um do you mind if i ask like do you mind if i ask like i just need to ask like what what's the timeline you know when when do you want to be done he was like well i was thinking two weeks but i know that there's this project so (sighs) i can do like three or four and i was like so two weeks and he's like uh and i'm like look i you don't you could leave right now and I appreciate deeply that you're going to stick around for the next two weeks. Um, but I, I was like, you know, I've been mm-hmm. laid off a number of times. I've, you know, I've never been given more than <laughs> two minutes. Like, you know how I've had my stuff mailed to me in a box. Uh-huh. Oh, ew. Yeah. Mailed to you. Mailed Oof. to me. Actually, one time I had to, um, oh, this was so terrible. They wouldn't let me get my stuff. So I had to go and meet with my now former boss, mm-hmm. like off campus. He had to like deliver it to me. The last thing I want to do is see this person after I just got laid off. That's wild. Oh, that's aw- That's so terrible. Yeah. Um, it wasn't comfortable. <laughs> wait, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wasn't a super comfy experience. Um, so this woman she quit uh 
Oh, my, the person in my family who yeah. marketing. Yeah, no, she, she has quit. She's like, you know what? This is too much. Um, if I can't, if I can't take this one week or it wasn't even a week, I think it was like three days mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. off from work and then come back as is my, like, as I've been promised this time off, I'm going to stop working right now and never come back. And what they say, they were just like, okay. Pretty much. Wow. I mean, at that point it was over. She wasn't, she wasn't giving them yeah, yeah. the time of day anymore. She was like, all right, we're done. Like she, yeah. she tried, this drama went on for like four days, maybe it went over. Like they had mm-hmm. conversations over the weekend about this. This is insane. It's literally insane. This is insane. This is like clearly some kind of weird power trip. And that's the interesting thing is that like when you have leaders who don't believe in like who don't have their own work-life balance. Yep. They yeah. won't respect yours. Yep. So, I mean, that's my, that's my takeaway. I agree with that. I agree with that. I just also think that in that specific story, there's some kind of like weird power move going on. Oh, um, for sure. But I mean, I guess like, how do you think, like, I mean, a, how much do you think a company is responsible for work-life balance? How much do you feel like, mm. like the individual needs to put up those boundaries? Like, where is the line? You know, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a two-way street. I really do. Um, you know, I think it's on leadership, on the person's direct manager, to be respectful and to be un, like to keep an eye out. Cause like, especially if you're hiring people who are newer to the industry or who come from places that did not support work-life balance, like you as a manager, you have a responsibility to that person to be like, Hey, are you okay? Are you, it seems like you're, you know, I noticed you were pushing code at, or you were on Slack at like, you know, 10 PM on, you know, Saturday night, like, um, and just kind of like to build sustain, you know, is there something that I'm doing that is not like, something that I can do to make a more sustainable workplace environment for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, especially depending on your, like what you do for work and like your workplace, like I've asked people like, Hey, this thing's going out at 7am tomorrow. Do you mind being online for QA? Like, mm-hmm. are you, can you do that? And it is on the, like, you know, if the engineer is like, or the employee or whatever is like, yeah, absolutely. Then, you know, they're going to be on. But if what I don't know is that like, they then go to their like grandmother who they were going to take to the park <laughs> something on her birthday <laughs> and say, sorry, grandma, you're not feeding yeah. the ducks today on your 99th birthday. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not entirely, mm-hmm. probably not my fault unless if I've, you know, created that, like you must be on, um, but I don't know. I, did so, you I, just I say people you, you hate? <laughs> Wait, what? What did you say when you were like, oh, I, I have asked people? Just like I people. Just... Yeah, no, I think you totally made that up. I've never asked people. <laughs> I hate. No, 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 no. Did, no. I asked, are you sure? Did yeah, you I not totally, just say that? I. We might need to, um, let's get our producer to play it back. Oh, we <laughs> don't have a producer. Yeah, okay. Um, I will, I will go back and listen to the recording, but no, That's I didn't say that. so funny. I just <laughs> made just that up in my that. mind. Oh, gosh. I mean, today has not been the best work-life balance. Mm. So I'm probably a little... 
Yeah, my mind is my mind is seeping out my ears out here making things up. What? Well, so I think that's a good thing to talk about, though, because like it's not, you know, my first initial reaction was, oh, your workplace worked you too much, maybe. But no, you're you actually no. had worked. Got a side hustle. <laughs> but like I have a bunch of hustles, too. And so I think that's an important thing. Like, OK, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? OK, with the side hustle situation. I mean, this gets into so much. This gets into <laughs> this gets into. um do we even need side hustles? Like what is this weird American need to hustle, 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 and like work ourselves to the bone. Um, And then on a completely different note, I feel like I'm just starting out. (laughs) I'm just starting off with this new side hustle and you have like the groundwork always takes a lot more effort than the, uh end result then like once you're established and doing it you know i mean oh yeah the amount of work i needed to do to get a job versus anything i do in my job or to get a new job now is is nothing yeah it's it's a it's an interesting question when you say do we need side hustles like what does do we even need to work like what does need mean you know what i mean like your if your end goal is something that cannot be achieved like if you have goals for yourself that you can't achieve just by working a nine to five mm-hmm. yeah then yeah you might like i started about nine years ago i think i started my first side hustle and it was teaching at um a boot camp like a tech boot camp type place one of the really popular ones at his campuses all over the world mm-hmm. and i did it because i i needed more money Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I had, so this is where like the work-life balance thing gets a little precarious, right? I had a situation where I was living with somebody who was unable to work. Mm-hmm. And so I had to work more to support my life situation. Um, and so, yeah, it was out of balance in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the life situation was out of balance, like it's extremely like out of balance in terms of the amount of things you needed to do in just in your regular life, like increased a lot. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was taking care of somebody who was unable to work um, and I was taking care of them in a lot of different ways and, um, and working and had a side hustle. And, um, you know, over time I learned that I ended up, you know, luckily that situation righted itself and things got back in balance, but I kept going with that side hustle because I enjoyed it, Yeah. but I made it balanced. So I had to be very diligent about making sure that my nine to five, which was my priority, because that's the, that's the, you know, that keeps a roof over my head Mm -hmm. that I was doing enough, but not too much at my nine to five. And then I had to also constrain how many hours a week I gave to my side hustle. Um, and was also just drawing really clear boundaries. Um, and so for a long, and I think the thing that ended up throwing it off for me, not throwing it off, but like making it change were two things. Number one, the ROI changed. So what my, you know, the, the company that I was working for doing the the teaching started paying less, um, or I should, let me rephrase that. They changed the way that they paid people and Mm -hmm. 
it was more of a flat fee than commission. And that meant less money for me. But yeah. also I started getting older <laughs> and my ability to like go and teach a six, seven hour long class mm. on Saturdays, like twice a month, just, it wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to like kind of pivot. Um, That's true. That's fair. I mean, that's like also the kind of thing, well, because I'm thinking, yes, older, I'm thinking um, those of us with chronic conditions, such as myself, like the work-life balance looks different for different people, you know? It's like how (laughs) it just like sometimes feels so impossible. I don't know. I'm just like, how how do we get there as individuals, but also sort of like as a society, especially in the US, like when um, our like needs are A, so different and B, once again, our culture is just like work, 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 work. Uh, Immediately I'm like, I just want a four day work week. (laughs) (laughs) I just want a four-day work week you know it's funny because like the idea of a four-day work week Mm -hmm. and I've never had it it seems stressful to me oh really why well because like I believe that the way that I operate at work I do the amount of work that's necessary Mm -hmm. and removing a day Cause I don't work on weekends. I don't like if I see a coworker yeah. on, on weekends, if I see my boss on, on weekends, I'm like, Oh, so-and-so's on good for them. And then I go back to like walking my dog or playing video games or eating Cheetos. Um, <laughs> Cheetos, please sponsor us anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think of, okay, if I only have four days to get that work done, I'm going to be working longer days, those four days out of the week, or I'm going to at least be more go, 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 go during those four days. And then like, I don't know, because the way I like to do my hustles is like, as, like work the, the right amount of hours in a day, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And I stop work and then I work on my hustle for an hour or two. And then I go and cook dinner. That just seems like so much. It's I mean, I hear what a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I think... I mean, there have been studies that say that you get the same amount of work done, like, or on average people, a group of people get the same amount of work done in a four day work week. Right. I don't know. I haven't seen those. I I wouldn't doubt it. I think a lot of it is like removing unnecessary meetings. Removing unnecessary meetings. Um, I think also people are more concentrated. Mm. Like their, the ability to concentrate is better. Um, and I think there's something about like the work on Fridays is just, there's, <laughs> there's less work. <laughs> there's less work getting done. I don't know. Some combination of those things. I'd be curious, just like working at a series A startup that is like busting our butts to scale, busting our butts to, to hit that series B. I go back and forth on like a, like on the one hand, there's like, there's just not enough hours in the week already to get the mm-hmm. things done uh, to take enough big swings, if you will. 
On the other hand, okay, well, if I take a day off of that week, will we be better at prioritizing? Will you be better at prioritizing? Um, that and also are there gaps because people are tired mm. that it is just causing things to move like slow slowly you know mm, that's a good point i do i have been finding it really hard to focus lately at work mm-hmm. i mean i don't know if it's just like like all the people around me but i feel like it comes in waves and it's me and everyone else are on the same page of like yeah it's just not that it's just not that time it is kind of interesting how that happens where like you'll get on a meeting and everyone's just like today's not it and that's kind of nice but it's also kind of like how did we all come to that decision on the same day being so distributed yeah it's strange I um, want to mm-hmm. ask you something. Yeah. Are you, do you consider your, are you from, hmm, how do you feel about the phrase or the uh, spoonie? Spoonie? You haven't heard this? No, I don't know what that means. So I think it was like a Tumblr post once upon a time. All good <laughs> things start with Tumblr posts, right? <laughs> um, where somebody was like, you know, my friend asked me, what is it like living with a chronic illness? Mm-hmm. And so I looked around and I was like, oh. here. Gra- hold these spoons mm-hmm. and handed them like five spoons. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, these are the spoons that you have. This is your energy. When you're out of spoons, you're out of energy. You're done for the day. So you have to get up and like brush your teeth and make breakfast. Right. That's going to cost a spoon. It takes a spoon away. You have to walk your dog. That's a spoon. It takes a spoon away. Now you want to go for, like lunch with your friend, but that's going to cost you two spoons. But then you also need to like tonight clean your house and that's going to cost you two spoons, but you only have three spoons, et cetera. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, so a, a lot of people um, I've come into contact with in my life who have chronic illnesses, they refer to themselves as spoonies, meaning somebody who like only has so much to give throughout the day. Um, mm-hmm. Which I've I heard. Oh, go ahead. Are. I was just gonna say yeah. we're all in that situation, but especially yeah. people with chronic illnesses. People with chronic illnesses have less spoons. Yeah. Um, I have heard of that concept before. I relate to that concept a lot. Um, but I haven't heard that term spoon spoonies. Spoonies. It's a saying? weird, it's it's it does not roll off the tongue. <laughs> it also doesn't like make it clear what it is at all. That sounds like a convention. That sounds like it would be a con- like a convention of alien people, like people are intentionally. <laughs> See, I go to like it's a convention of like people who just love just like spooning in bed. E- yeah, either one. Like I a mean, massive, it could be like warehouse of of, yeah. of mattresses, and people are just like indifferent, like like furries, but like like furries. Like- That's that was the <laughs> other thing I was gonna say, or it's some kind of like furry adjacent situation. Yeah. Wait a minute. Like, is there a market here? No, <laughs> we're moving on. Um, <laughs> um, wait, what were we talking about? We're talking so about I wanted to know, oh, like, uh, and I'm sure there, there may, if anybody listens to the podcast, there may, there is likely people. No one's listening to this. 
Um, no yeah. one's listening to this, but please go case, on. I can say, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> my social security number <laughs> is, um, but like, how do you, and obviously there's no like, yeah. nobody's figured it out. Like, how do you get by as a, a an employee of a tech startup, which is already a lot, mm-hmm, somebody who mm-hmm. lives in a city, lives by themselves. Um, I'm just like, just like. <laughs> drawing out all the things that are like yeah. difficult in your life um living doing that with you know a chronic illness yeah i don't know <laughs> if somebody does know <laughs> if somebody does know please let me know i mean i feel like i go really hard and then i burn myself out like i feel like that's sort of what is tending to happen um i feel like i need to make things easier on myself yeah <laughs> i think i think that's a good thing well, for employees to think about is how to make things easier on themselves it's like certain like oh my god i'm gonna sound like such a like tech employee but like certain processes in my life can be like automated mm-hmm. optimize your synergies boo. i hate that i hate that i said that but um i don't know some kind of like even like living in the city having to get groceries yeah um especially when i'm like sick you know like not sick like i have the flu but sick like my have a my illness is acting up having to get those groceries like walk Mm. trying to walk to trader joe's and back (laughs) that's a lot (laughs) and it's like with groceries in hand dodging new york city humans um (laughs) and and so i'm like okay in lizard people. Most of us in New York City are lizard people, in fact. Um, so I could use Instacart, right? Is that I actually don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't use any of these um it's Instacart. This is a, a fight that I have with my partner all the time. Uh-huh. Because as the person who cooks, mm-hmm. and just as somebody who like, I don't know, I like to always have like bananas around for yeah banana time or smoothie time or things like that or you know i need onions for like every dish Mm -hmm. that i make i hate the idea of somebody else picking out my oh yeah Mm -hmm. i hate it they're gonna walk in there oh oh and god forbid one time i i assented i was like fine we'll do instacart and my partner puts avocados in the cart and i was like no I draw a line at having a stranger who is not invited to my house for dinner and is not going to be the person who has to deal with an over or underripe avocado selecting my avocados. So it it just, it just. The passion of this. (laughs) I mean, no, I hear what you're saying and I agree, but just like the the passion that you have is so insane to me, somebody who who uh just for the first time cooked something that tasted good but (laughs) you're like i don't need to worry about somebody picking out my microwavable mac and cheese (laughs) especially okay so especially i just like okay i have a lot to say on this (laughs) let's hear it i have a lot to say on this um yes microwavable mac and cheese exactly that but i need it to be trader joe's brand and I don't think Instacart does Trader Joe's. Ooh, scandal. I actually don't. I've never even looked at Instacart very much. I just search like Trader Joe's and then nothing comes up and I get sad. Oh. Um, 
but yeah, no, I need it. They don't have my brand. Do they have their own brand or isn't it like, I thought they just had like Annie's mac and cheese. No, but the microwavable kind. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not out here boiling water and then to put that powder in. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I, oh you know, you know why this is so funny to me? Like, so I grew up in a household where my mother cooked and, um, if for some reason you're listening to this mom, I'm sorry. I love you. But like, I'm not a huge fan of her cooking. I, it's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. I like spicy food. I like Mm -hmm. different foods. Um, and so when I was working, when I first got my job at Michael's arts and crafts, my first job, I would eat microwavable mac and cheese every day for lunch. And then one day at home, I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna fuck around and make actual mac and cheese. And I made mac and cheese. And that actually started my cooking journey was making oh, mac and that- cheese out of the box. Because, <laughs> no, no, no. Because hear me out. I was like, yeah. okay, how can this be better? So mm-hmm. I added some Frank's Red Hot and I was like, okay, okay. And I was like, you know, this one time I was at a restaurant and they had like the, the, um, the breadcrumbs on top. So I pull the breadcrumbs out and I throw some breadcrumbs in and I, mm. I start trying different ways. And then, and you know, and now I, uh, love cooking. So maybe you just need to make mac and cheese with boiling water. Oh gosh. Dun, dun, dun. I'd- <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a journey of someone who found something that they enjoy, whereas I've attempted to cook many times and each time I, I haven't enjoyed it. Yeah, I think like the times that I've talked to you where I was the most concerned for your well-being was when you were trying to cook. <laughs> like the one time that you yeah. called me and you were like, I'm going to put butter on my pasta. And I was like, no, no, you're like, I'm going to put garlic on my pasta. I was like, yeah, are you going to cook that garlic? You're like, I guess. How long does garlic take? Doesn't it take a long time to cook? Yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, it's black was... and it's it's burnt. And you started. It's burnt. Yeah. <laughs> it's burnt. Yeah. I um... felt like I was talking you through like delivering a child <laughs> or like sewing up like a hole in your like leg or something that you got from falling off a skateboard. Oh I don't know. You were so like panicked, but. I, I think this is an but this is an interesting point. Yeah. Is as we get back to the whole mm-hmm, uh, uh, work life balance. It's a cooking podcast like, now. It's a cooking podcast. Well, for me, cooking is yeah. a big part of my work life balance. Like, mm-hmm. because the thing about cooking is that like I cannot be on my laptop while I'm cooking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am unplugged and I'm listening to music and I'm doing something that I enjoy. And so the thing about cooking is you can't just be like, Hmm. I was about to cook dinner, but there's a work thing to do. So I'm just going to spend an hour or two doing this work thing and then cook dinner at eight o'clock at night. Like, yeah, you know, so like I have to say I am going to be done by this time. And that means that I get up and I do my work and I, um, mm-hmm. but I also think it's like, you know, as far as side hustles go, cause I think there's an, that's an interesting, I mean, side hustles to me, I don't, I think of them as hobbies in a sense. Interesting. Okay. If that's the case, let's come back to side hustles. Let's just talk about regular work for a minute. Yeah, let's talk about regular work because I think like you can't think about side hustles or anything else until until you've got your work situation. Yeah, you're balanced. Balanced. You, you got you got to like, yeah. eat your eat your vegetables and before you can have your dessert. <laughs> 
I don't know. That was a Before bad metaphor. you can have the extra serving of vegetables. Yes, um, exactly. You can't just get more vegetables when you've already oh got some God. vegetables. Okay. So I personally would like a four day work week. It seems like you don't. I think that would be okay because, okay. And this goes back to the chronic illness thing. I only have so many spoons a day. So if I'm spending my Saturday getting groceries and cleaning, there's all my spoons. Mm -hmm. There goes your Saturday. There goes my Saturday. Um, like, I don't know. I just need, I need that extra day. I see. You know, I, I actually was, um, I, I was talking to my partner about this and she was like, the, the issue with weekends is that you don't have a single day that is not adjacent to a work day. Oh, very true. So like either you're spending your Saturday, like morning and midday. Well, let's be honest. Saturday morning starts at like noon um decompressing from the week mm -hmm. but then you spend your saturday night dreading the fact that tomorrow is sunday mm -hmm. which is the day that you're gonna spend all day dreading that tomorrow is monday <laughs> you get the sunday scaries yeah um oh that's so true oh gosh yeah. that's so true yeah i didn't even realize that and now i'm gonna be thinking about that for the rest of my life um oh, God, i could ruin everything for you yeah. i mean I have a lot of, th I mean, so yes, true. I think also in terms of a startup, the four day work week, like if we're working on the, all the time, this, that, the other, I think that like founders, people who need to work all the time for the business, like should be differentiated from the regular um, employee. How's that's that? like, huh? Like, what do you mean differentiated? Like the work-life balance. If you're founding a company, if you're like the first engineer and you have a large percentage in the company, I think it's fair to have your not to not have the best work-life balance because you're doing something big, um, and you're working all the time, and maybe you are still able to get that work-life balance. But I don't think that that should trickle down to others in the company. Sorry, I'm like going back because you were talking about like, Ooh, I'm just now processing what you were saying about, well, seed stage or like series A startup, we're working all the time, we're taking all these big swings. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's my, my rebuttal. Yeah. Well, I don't think that that, like, I think in theory that makes perfect sense, right? Like it's your company. If you need to get on a plane and fly across the country on like a Saturday night to talk to an investor on a Sunday, like you're not sending your, you know, junior engineer to do that, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're going yeah. yourself. Totally agreed. But if you as a, like, I think, a few things. Number one, if you as like leadership as a C-level or a VP or whatever, um, or founder, if you're working 24 seven, mm -hmm. or at least working egregious hours, number one, you set a, like a tone where people are going to yeah. see that. Mm -hmm. And if they don't see you, like 
if they don't see you taking vacation, if they don't see you like being chill, like enjoying your life, like they're not going to, I don't know. I feel like you need to set that tone. Like, which means mm-hmm. of course that sometimes you have to practice working invisibly. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe it's a four day, you know, work week. And on Friday, everybody has off and you, the CEO have, or you, the, you know, mm-hmm. VP of Eng have work to do, but you just, you don't put anything on Slack or email. Fine. Yeah. But also two more things. <laughs> like I have so many yeah. thousands. Number one, uh, number one of the of the things that's after number one and two. Um, the next one is that like, if you are when leadership does work, they tend to create work for other people. Mm-hmm. So the more that a leader works, the more that they're queuing up projects or they are requiring inputs from people. So there is kind of like a I think a good point in like leadership saying I need to stop because if I keep working, I'm going to create more work for other people. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is, um, like I mentioned before, like if you are just a go, 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 go person, it is very, very difficult for you to appreciate and encourage your employees to take that time off. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I'm working my butt off. Why should this person like leave when they're halfway through this task? So I think like in theory, yes, but, um, but also like. Um, in practice, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, I think everybody like because because I know for me myself, like if I'm not taking care of my work life balance, I'm not my best self, and I have a responsibility to like come into work and be good to other people. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that from that person, like I do agree with that. I just think that, um, like, I mean, first of all, you asked the final question of I'm working my butt off. So why should this person leave? Well, it's not their company or they're not a C-suite level. You no. know, they don't. I think that that's a very, I think, I think I, that's fair. I, but, but at the same time, something that I really appreciate is like, I had a CEO send mm-hmm. an email out asking about a, a situ at a small company, asking about a situation mm-hmm. saying, Everybody at this company is an owner. You all own equity in this company. So I want everybody to have input on how we should handle this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of like, I appreciate that standpoint because I am like, I, I encourage people, my coworkers to think you own equity in this company. You're a part owner of this company. If something is, for example, if like we're about to release something and you think that it's going to be harmful, you own part of this company. You have a it's your business to say something. So I think it's kind of um, convenient to say, oh, well, um, we're releasing this thing on Monday and the work's not done. And so it would be really great if everyone pulled like some extra hours right now, Mm -hmm. but I don't own as much of the company as you do. And where does that end? Right? Like, because I mean, the thing is, is that too much? I don't think that that's like the typical um especially in tech attitude yeah do you know what i mean like most tech employees are not going to be like well this isn't my problem like it's the exact opposite which is why i think that that like idea of you know what i'm not you know the ceo of this company i need to take care of myself like this is why i did not found fa- this is why i did not found my own company cuz i need this balance in some kind of way but that's not to say that it's like this crazy excuse that can be used all the time. Yeah. That is a good point. I think there, yeah. 
I think there's definitely something to be said for that. And it, it also, I think the most, I think the most important thing personally is that it comes and goes. Is that like, is that yes, yeah. there are times to push, but that there's also times where everybody gets to like chill. And so like one of my hustles is uh, I'm, I'm on currently board of advisor for two startups, although only really active with one. And um, one thing that I like, you know, because one of the companies, the two founders have kids. And I like when founders mm-hmm. have kids. I like when founders have families because it says to me, like, again, these are people who are not going to just like burn themselves out, work, work, work 24 seven. Of course, it doesn't mean that, but it's an indicator. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's always important to me to ask like founders that I work with in any um, situation, whether I'm working for them uh, or I'm, I'm working with them as an advisor, like, how do you, what do you do on your time off? Like, do you take time off? Mm-hmm. Do you take time for yourself? Um, because if you're, <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you're steering the ship, you got to be well rested, I think. It's very true. So it's very know, true. People who are I mean, yeah. like wondering, like, how can I ensure a good work-life balance? I think one of the biggest things is talk to leadership in your interviews mm-hmm. and really ask them, like, how do you take care of your work-life balance? Because I think something that a lot of people I see doing in interviews is they'll ask people at the same level, like an engineer will ask another engineer, do you have good work-life balance or how, what do you do for your work-life balance? But it's important to ask the people a couple rungs of the ladder up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's very true. That's absolutely true. And I think we are going around this, like we've been talking about sort of stuff related to higher ups, right? Because the higher ups tend to dictate what the work-life balance of everybody else may be. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Do you think there's any, I mean, I have not, I don't, I haven't known of a company that actually puts like processes in place. Do you know what I mean? For Mm. stuff like that, they just, it's just whatever the culture of the company is. And I guess that's, Mm. that is what it is. That's interesting. I mean, I, I, it's funny when I took this job, there was another job that I had an opportunity at that is piloting a four day work week. And I guess that is a process, right? And I'm, I'm actually planning on keeping in touch with them to see how that goes. (laughs) Um, uh, sorry, you just kind of blew my mind a little bit there. Like, I feel like there's, we, we put in place, like we being like tech companies will put in place yeah. feedback loops, like, um, yeah. using employee pulse surveys and things like that. But like, what does it look like? Like, how do you actually, like, what is an actual guardrail to ensure work-life balance? Do those exist other than just communication? I mean, a few HR things, like we talked about the PTO, you should be allowed to take PTO when you want it. That can be enforced through HR. Um, Yeah. A lot of it is cultural. A lot of it is also um, who you hire and who the higher ups are. Yeah, I think so. I think Um, something else that's interesting mm -hmm. is um, companies, uh, forced fun. Uh, I was, I was going to bring up yoga during company 
like breaks or whatever. Wait, what's wrong with yoga during company breaks? No, I think it's fine. But that's like a way that they that they would promote like self-care, work-life balance or like oh, burnout, stress. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about forced fun as a negative. Um, Like um, forced fun, like, uh, oh, we're having a team outing mm-hmm, tonight mm-hmm. and you have to show up. Yeah. Like, I do think that's bizarre. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, okay, if that's the case, that should be during the workday. I'm totally, yeah. I'm totally like blown away. You can't, I, I, I disagree with the idea that after you work, you are like required to go do a fun work event. That's not, it should be during work. If you want us to bond, we can bond during work. <laughs> If you say it's important for work, then then we can take time away from work. I had um yeah, I had a absolutely. friend who worked in marketing agencies. Marketing agencies, like if you want to find bad behavior, it's a great place for it. Um, <laughs> and she was telling me, I said to her, I was like, we we had plans to hang out on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and she's like, I can't go. I was like, well, why not? Like, she's like, there's a barbecue at my boss's house, and I was like, the boss that you like don't like. She's like, yeah, but we're required to go. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> hold up. You are required to go to your boss's house on your day off from work. Like, That's insane. Really weird. Really weird. Not even just like strongly encouraged, but like mm-hmm. mandatory. I mean, you know, that boss was like invited his friends and was like, look at all these friends I have. Or probably didn't. And that's why he made everybody go because he didn't uh, have friends. Yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, okay. That's another thing a company can do is if they're doing company fun, it should be during the workday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think agree. there is something to be said about like the yoga, what like during the day or something. And yeah. it's not that I think yoga during the day is an amazing thing to do. I think that it's because it promotes the idea within the company that we care about taking care of ourselves. You know, it's sending a message. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a manager once or skip level, whatever, who in our one-on-ones, he just randomly made a point to say, you know what I've been doing lately when I have like a half hour slot in between two meetings, I know I'm not going to get any work done. So I take that half hour and I just go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And it felt very odd. I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. But then I realized like, he's probably telling me this. Cause like he wants people to, he to, wants yeah. me to go take a walk. And like, yeah. he's right. I, at that point I, I realized I need to get up and take a walk. Like I've been, I'm so like into work these mm-hmm. days. Um, I think it's, uh, one of the things that I think is really interesting about work-life balance, I guess, is that it comes in waves. And I think um, it does. people need to plan for work-life balance. Um, and the reason I say that is like, uh, we've both worked at e-com companies mm-hmm. where you're tied to this sales yeah. cycle of like Black Friday, right? Yep, yep. And you spend like six months preparing for Black Friday, four months mm-hmm. really preparing for Black Friday, and then like two or three months like hard fucking core preparing for Black Friday. And then a month mm-hmm. nobody then nobody sees you. <laughs> and so like yeah. at that six months out point, I think like it was really important to me and everyone on my team that we plan our vacation time and we plan yes. time off. Yes. Um, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think also though, um, that honestly takes me back around to the idea of being able to take PTO whenever you want. Oh yeah. I, I've so straight up, like I had somebody take PTO a at a bad time, mm-hmm. fine, but be like really last minute. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you can take that time off. It doesn't mm-hmm. like, it doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, and it was like, this wasn't somebody who like, doesn't ever take time off. Like this mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it's not like a, like, oh, now you're on my shit list type of thing. Like that's, that's weird. But it's like one of those things where, you know, um, if you don't do work to support your team, yeah, it just does, you know, it, it's, you can do, you can put in the time to do the work to support your team, irrespective of whether or not you take time off, I think in those situations, but I agree with that. I agree with that. Being that like nobody should ever be be able to say no. You can't. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to come into work. But you should be thoughtful about it when you're doing when you're taking the time off. Yeah, like you you shouldn't tell me like the day before like oh by the way uh, I have a friend coming into town so I'm taking tomorrow. <laughs> like yeah, no, that's insane. If it's if it's a if everything's like nine times out of ten that's rude but fine. But if it's like okay, but tomorrow there's a big launch that you're. Mm-hmm partially responsible for then it's like mm, you're kind of being a, a butt and you're yeah I mean even in your work though you are like a lot of the time responsible for like making sure your work gets done that's like the tip and like gets out there and we're like passing along that's like the most typical like individual contri- like tech rule right is yeah. we're not necessarily paying attention to when you're working we're just paying attention to you getting it done um, but yeah. Okay. Wait, I want to talk about also though, um, work-life balance in terms of, do you need to side hustle to just like for your regular work? So in terms of having side projects that you can then point to on GitHub later, or taking Ooh. time out of your weekend to read up on a new technology um, that you like have no time to read up on during your work day. I have very strong beliefs on this. Okay, yeah, you go go ahead. I have I have things to say, but I, I feel like I want to know what you're gonna say first. Okay. A, I'll address to the two things you said. A, when it comes to having projects on your GitHub. As a hiring manager, I have never, not once, asked to see someone's GitHub. I've had people send me their GitHub as like a, hey, here's like some coding samples. Great, cool. I'm probably just going to glance through it because like I don't, have, I don't have time to like totally grasp this project that I've never seen before. But like, I don't expect you to be doing work on your time off. Like, I, I don't... Like, no, like, what's a good, like, if you're a landscaper, you can show me pictures of like clients' houses that you've landscaped. I'm not like, okay, cool. Now show me the landscaping you did on your own house. You know what I mean? Like, like, I I don't know if that's a good parallel or like, if you build roller coasters, I'm not like, fine, show me the roller coaster in your backyard. Like, I don't, I don't, (laughs) like, (laughs) I'm thinking of the worst possible stuff. Um, I wouldn't judge a chef for making, you know, macaroni and cheese on the weekend. Oh my gosh. You know what I think of? What? Wait, hairdressers. Okay. okay. Hairdressers always have the craziest hair on their own head. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. 
<laughs> there always there's always like something wild going on where I'm like, okay, I know that that's not what you're doing for the regular for like an average person. You know that hairdressers don't do their own hair, right? I don't know. How do you cut your hairdressers don't do their own hair? Well, it's like they've got, you know, like like it's sh- shaven down the middle and like a quarter of it is blue <laughs> and you know part of it is like in a one big spike sticking out of their head but i think that's like i think that's like people like their coworkers like you know fucking around with their hair and testing it <laughs> maybe i don't know i don't know but that is a good point though like like yeah like you go in and like because i always go in and there'll be like these dudes with these like really weird like um side cuts but then like yeah. you know the big ramp looking thing and yeah like, yeah gel and like yeah i'm like that's really cool please don't do that on me yeah yeah <laughs> like so that work is not a reflection of their actual work so yeah there you go yeah, oh, I yeah absolutely it's <laughs> so funny um no exactly and and so I don't give a fuck about what's on your GitHub. And I think I, I, I'm going to go back to this thing that I keep saying, mm-hmm. which is a company that interviews that way mm-hmm. is not a company that you want to work at. A company that like yeah. is like, show me projects on your GitHub is not a company that you want to work at. Like, can I, can, can I speak on this? Yes, please go. I'm going to speak on this because this drives me insane in terms of like, fostering like inequality in the workforce oh i didn't even think about that but you're so right i mean in terms of the people who have the time in their like life to be doing these side projects um and the people who don't which are probably um the majority women um the majority people who have to take who have like the onus on them to take care of their families um, and such. Um, So that's just a call out on that. Oh my God. That is so right. It it really biases towards, well, look at the stereotypes of the industry, young Mm -hmm. white men who come from privileged backgrounds. Yep. 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 Who had time to, Mm -hmm. I've worked at companies where those are the people that get ahead because they're doing, they, they don't value work-life balance there, which also, by the way, poor work-life balances largely hurts women, parents, uh, people who don't come from privileged backgrounds, like people with um, chronic illnesses, like Mm -hmm. everyone, but like able-bodied cis white males. Yeah. um, Love it. Uh, Yeah. Good point. Um, wait, and I also want to say, I think there's a huge topic here about why people and these people, maybe in particular, like these non, these less privileged people leave IC roles because I've talked to so many people who are like managers or even PMs or something that is not an like software engineer Cause they're just like, I couldn't keep learning. I couldn't, I didn't have the capacity in my like daily life to learn this new technology. Um, yeah. and to like continue to make myself, uh, what's the word to make myself marketable, marketable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's interesting. I, I, I absolutely agree with you and i think similarly on on learning new things like 
um, when I do coaching work with people, I always get the same question. Like now that I'm looking for a new job, what technologies should I learn to add to my resume? It's like mm-hmm. none. Like you, you've learned how to learn. If you have learned how to learn, like if you're a good software engineer, you've learned how to learn. You need to, you don't need to go to a company and be like, now I spent a month studying this thing on Udemy. So I know this, that's not how it works. I mean, you, the thing is you say that though, but that's, that's not the reality of the, of the, um, I mean, I guess, I mean, I was (laughs) directly not hired for my, um, just non my like zero knowledge of Ruby. But again, is that like a company that you want to work at somewhere where they expect you to just know something and they're not going to give you any time to learn, even though, you know, other languages, Like, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but again, like, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be straight up. Like, yeah. You, I, 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 and I know that there, this is like for the 90%. This is not for everybody. There's some people who are just going to be like, you know what? I'm going to teach myself Ruby mm-hmm. on Rails and they're going to bust their ass for like a month or two because they have the ability to do that and they have the time and they have like, that's how they learn and that's fine. They're going to do it. And then they're going to be able to go and like ace an interview for a Ruby on Rails job and then be able to maybe hopefully actually perform. But most people don't learn that way. You learn on the job, you learn doing the thing. And so, you know, if you know Python really well and you interview at a place that one their tech stack is Ruby on Rails. One of two things is going to come out of that. Either A, they're going to be like, okay, we can tell that you're a good engineer and we have the time and mentorship and like the ability to bring you on and let you learn on the job. Or we don't. And so it's just not a good fit. Um, or of course, there's a third case where like they just suck and they're just like, we don't know how to hire engineers. So if you don't fit this exact role exactly, then we're not going to hire you. But again, like do you like that's not these aren't places you want to work. Yeah. No, nobody, even if you know those skills, you shouldn't want to work there because like what happens when all of a sudden they need to build out a new feature with a new technology and your manager just expects you to just like know it? No, know like it. Yeah. you have to be given the space to learn. I think that's really important. Um, and oftentimes I think companies that'll do that, like that won't hire you because you don't know a certain technology. Most of the time, I think it's just because they're not at a place where they can support that learning and that growth and they don't want to fail the employees. I'm giving companies a benefit of the doubt here, but like, yeah, I, don't know. I never want to fail an employee. Like if, if, um, if I interview somebody and I love everything about them, except for the fact that they're just not equipped for the role and I'm not equipped to mentor them, like. not me personally, but just like Mm -hmm. the company, then it doesn't end up well for anybody. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's all very true. That's all very true. I mean, depends on the company. I feel like there's a lot coming out of this that is basically sort of (laughs) determining that the company really owns our work-life balance. We yeah. own it by deciding what company we go to, but then the company owns it after that. And that's why interviewing the company is so, 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 so important. Yeah. Like really. And asking the right questions. Fast. Yes. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Determining we should do an episode on what questions to ask. I, in an oh my God. I love that. 
I, I, we need to land this plane soon. Uh, yeah. But sorry, I was listening to a podcast when I was on the plane like two hours ago. And as the plane was starting to land, the podcast was ending. And the guy's mm-hmm. like, we need to land this plane soon, meaning like end the podcast. And my plane's <laughs> landing and it's been stuck in my head. And so I just said that and we're just never going to say that again. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great topic is um, what kinds of questions to ask and how to interpret answers when you're interviewing a company. Yeah, because it's not just, yeah, it's not just... Um like how what they like the words that they use to answer but um interpreting like the underlying situation yeah unless you know if the question is can i use my pto <laughs> if the answer is <laughs> anything but yes then <laughs> like, yeah, yeah 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 i don't know i think yeah that's there's a lot there okay so if we're if we're landing the plane co-pilot then um all right so i don't know are you gonna are you gonna quit and uh become a baker anytime soon is what's the what's the i feel like that's also a really stressful job because you have to wake up early you know yeah absolutely i don't know i've I've been thinking about it i think that there's a might be a point in my life where i i take the jump out of tech and Mm -hmm. one of the things that i could potentially do is is pursue a passion like that and and i think the important thing is like for people like me who um and i think this is actually we should do another we should do an episode on this i recently heard the term multi-passioned individual or most multi-passionate individual mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and that is absolutely 100 me that's why i am really bad at a lot of ic roles um mm. because I, I just can't be too focused on one thing for too long um work-life balance is important because if you don't take time to foster your other passions in life you will be unhappy at work. And that was me. That was me. Like I had, um, I've had time. And that's actually why I'm in Austin right now. Cause once upon a time I had a therapist who, you know, in a session, I realized a, she was not good at her job and mm-hmm. B, um, I had been working so hard that I stopped going to concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, Oh my God, the answer's right in front of me. I fire the, um, the therapist and I take the $20 a week that I'm spending on her and I go to concerts instead. Um, and ever since I just go to as many concerts as I can. And so um, even though it's not the best time for me to be taking time off of work because it's relatively early in my employment, which this trip was planned when I had another job. Um, so it wasn't planned. You know, it's important mm-hmm. to me that I take the time off and I go to this festival and I see these bands that I love that, you know, heals me with the sound. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Music. <laughs> music yeah 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 and spend a lot of money on like merch and stuff because that's you know why work if you're not going to spend the money on black right (laughs) um but no Mm -hmm. so so that's why i'm in austin to go see that music and but going back to what i was saying is i think it's good to to foster passions and then like one day you know if you're done with tech or if you want to make a big career change or just a life change to have those things and not then be like okay i'm 60 and i'm i'm retiring yeah. what what do i what like what do i do yeah what do you what, what about you what are, what is your non tech passion writing and tv writing and tv i mean i worked it? on a set i yeah. did all that stuff i was a pa pa prince albert production um, assistant. production it. assistant on the weekends yeah for a hot minute there 
Um, are you going to write a show about a weird, like, dude in tech and his, like, super cool, fashionable friend? <laughs> I like you're the... Is, is this you're the main character in my... No, no we're, we're two characters. There can be two. You're the main character in my um, my show. No, we're I'm the best the friend. No, we're um, like, um, what's that show? Um, Difficult People, I think it was called. Mm-hmm, Have you seen mm-hmm. that? That's um, awesome. <laughs> you're You're the like... Uh-huh. angry main yeah. character I am and angry character and I'm like the kind of queer weird like bitchy that's fair. dude yeah that's fair that's fair yeah. I mean but in realistically uh, I mean I would just like to write and that's it and not really have to care if it's good or not yeah yeah wouldn't yeah. it be so cool to just like do things and then, like, the quality of the output just does not matter. I guess yeah. that's being, um, oh, my God, I'm about to be so mean, but that's just being, like, a modern artist, right? <laughs> that's being independently wealthy, which is well, like, what a lot of modern artists I guess are. so, yeah. Like, the dude who, like, taped the banana to the wall. Yeah, that's true. Well, okay, you know that, like, rich person's son who paid a bunch of people to go to his concert, and so he sold out, like, you know, I don't know concert venues, Madison Square Garden, something like Jesus, that. No, I don't know this. But it was just, like, he paid a bunch of people to go and, like, sit at his concert. Wait, and, like, I want to do that. <laughs> no, like, I want to, dude, I yeah. want that experience of playing in front of thousands of people. But I don't want to have to like spend my whole life being yeah. good at things to make that happen. Yeah. Damn. It's called being it. independently wealthy. That's what that's called. All right. Well, let's go become independently wealthy then. Yeah. Well, I have to work on my side, on my other side hustles. <laughs> All right, nerds and dweebs. Thank you for listening <laughs> to us. If you have any, uh, Anything you want to chat about? Any questions about the tech industry, whether you're in it or just interested in it? Um, hit or us you up. like hearing us talk? Oh, they love hearing our voice. Or you want to be our friends? I don't. I don't care for friends, but yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. I may I be blunt with you? If you'd like to write in with any questions you'd like to have answered topics you'd like covered, or other general nonsense, send Rami and I an email at iwouldneverknowpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Are we doing this again? Oh, we're going to do this again. Are you sure? Oh, and then we're going to do it again and 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 again and